Hello, all you lovely souls who revel in embracing life just as I do. This is Nirja Malik and you are welcome into my world of I Embrace. And what do we intend to do here? We delve into the many layers and shades of my life, exploring resilience, positivity, strength, and the inherent fun and laughter that lies deep within each of us. Interludes from my own exciting and adventurous journey, my personal battles and victories that have brought forth innumerable lessons in my life. It is these learnings that I place on a golden platter with utmost humility for your personal consumption. The divinity in me bows down to the divinity in all of you. Every day, one wakes up to a different mood, a different feeling, a different vibration, a different ambience and atmosphere. And what did I wake up to today? I woke up to being blessed by all my friends. And you'll ask me, who are your friends? And I'll laugh and I'll say that, you know, my wallet used to be filled with them. And if you took all my friends out, you would find Thakur, Parmanzala Krishna, you'd find Ma, Chanda Ma, you'd find the mother, you'd find Shruti Sai Baba, Satya Sai Baba, Hanuman, how can I forget Shiva, Anandamayma, Ganesha, you will find all of them in my wallet. Kuan Yin, so many, Mother Mary, Jesus, gosh, my friends are countless and their blessings abound all around. So today I think I will talk about these masters, these saints, these wonderful beings who have lived, not lived, are part of mythology, imagination. But yes, I can feel them and I'm going to talk about them. When one has new friends, one doesn't forget the old. One just gathers them to oneself, excitedly adding on to your tribe. This is what makes me feel as if the whole world belongs to me. And I belong to the whole world. There was a time when I felt very connected to Devi in all her forms to Vaishnu Devi. So this was um, after my beard, 
Perhaps I'd been working in a school as a social worker and I went to Nagrota to meet my friend Manju. And the topic of Vaishnu Devi came up. It was very fascinating. And I insisted on wanting to go there. And it was pretty easy because her husband was in the armed forces and uh, vehicles kept going towards Katra, which are the foothills of where the shrine is. Vehicles kept going towards Srinagar and it was arranged that we go there one day. I'm not one who gets sick, you know, in a jeep. But guess what happened that day? My friend and I, and we talk about these things, we both started what we called our chums. And now they say that you do not go into a temple when you are going through that phase of your month. But I was stubborn and I insisted on going. And we got into the jeep and guess what? A little into the hills where you could hear the sounds of the trucks chugging furiously uphill, letting out loads of smoke into our faces. A little into the hills, our vehicle stopped working. So we jumped out and they looked at me and they said, Sorry, Bulava nahi aya. You haven't been called. And I said, What? No, I don't believe that. And suddenly, some jongas were coming. Now, there is a distinct difference between a jeep, which is open, and a jonga, which is a shut jeep. It is enclosed, and there is a door at the back. And uh, suddenly, this convoy of jongas was coming. And I stopped them. And the one who was leading the way, was a Sadar, he stopped. I spoke in Punjabi. I said, Sadar ji, to see, ikam kar sakte ho? And he said, what? I said, can you please do me a favor? I said, I was all set to go to Vaishnu Devi and our vehicle is not working. And uh, I would uh, love it if you could take me there. Now he was senior to my friend's husband, who was standing behind me, saluting. And I'm chatting with this fellow as if I've known him for years. And he said, ha ha, ajao ji. So my friend and I jumped into the bag. They opened the door for us. And like queens, we stepped into the jonga and we went. I never fall sick. I've driven all over town. I've driven from Bombay to Chennai to Kunur, hills, dales, valleys, everything. Myself, never felt sick. My parents both were very good drivers. And that day, I needed to stop the Jonga and get out and drink. 
एंड यू नो वट माई फ्रेंड कैप टेलिंग बुलावा नहीं आया सी दीप गट्स नेवर फेल सिक सी एटसेट्रा एटसेट्रा एंड आई रिफ्यूज टू टेक नो फॉर एन आंसर I think that is where resilience, courage, stubbornness, being headstrong, <laughs> obstinate—call it what you will. I think these are the different aspects of my personality that make me what I am. And I said, no way. She has called, and I am coming. And with these words, I sat back and. We reached Katra. We reached up, and my friend said, "I'm not coming." I said, "Why not?" She said, "No, I. Your belief is that when you are going through this phase of life, your got your periods, you are going in. But my belief is that in such a condition, I will not enter the shrine." I said, "Fair enough. To each their own." and this phrase of mine please note it to each their own is literally a philosophy of my life give the other person space to do what they want as i give everyone space to do what they want and i expect that space in turn so i said fair enough but in those days let me tell you You went up to a place called Adkwari. Adkwari was midway. There is this little tunnel, and when you get into this tunnel, I was warned that people have died in there. When you get into this tunnel, it winds up and down. So sometimes your arms might be down, your head might be midway. your back might be higher your legs might be down so like a snake you have to go through the coils and she said i'm not coming and i said i have to go in i don't know what made me stop at the entrance of that tunnel bent down i saw a little water on the side this is something i've never done before i bent down I dipped my fingers into the water. I touched my eyes and my forehead and I put my hands on my heart and I got ready for this adventure. I think that is something that I must bring to your notice that there is a period of preparation whether you're going in for a delivery an exam a race a ride there is that moment of a connection between you and your higher self and the ultimate the almighty one above and that is a moment whether you realize it or not your incomplete alignment with that superpower you have paid your respects and you're going on to your onward journey whatever it may entail and i went there was a man in front of me huffing and puffing taking his time 
There was no impatience. There was a deep silence. No one was speaking. Everyone was just focused on getting from one side to the tunnel to the other. And I took in the cool feeling. I took in the darkness. We couldn't see. We could only sense on our winding journey through this tunnel, which according to me, felt like the inside of a snake, the way it was winding. And I made it to the other side, feeling highly empowered. At the same time, feeling a great sense of humility that I was able to do it. And I found my friend at the other end waiting for me. We carried on. What an experience. I am reliving it thanks to this wonderful audience that I get to share all my experiences with. So when we reached the top, this is midway, at Kovar. When we reached the top, in those days, there were no fences, there was no properly made route directly to the temple or the shrine. We had to clamber onto rocks, barefoot, and cold, Glacial waters were gushing down and we had to gingerly step from rock to rock holding onto. You're not in a bus holding onto those straps. You're holding onto the rocks above you and ensuring that you don't fall into the gushing water. And some of the water is coming over your legs. You can literally feel your feet and your calves turning numb. Numb with the icy pool of these waters. And you can hear the gushing waves. So this is how we went through a tunnel of gushing water, cool breezes, gingerly hanging on to rocks above our heads and on the side. We made our way into the shrine. I had done something very smart. I had heard that they're always in a hurry to have you go through because there's a crowd. But if you had changed your notes and you gave it bit by bit into people's names, they were willing to have you stand there till the last coin or note leaves your hand. So with immense feeling of offering myself, my body, mind and soul to Vaishnu Devi, I stood there feeling the vibrations go right through my body, tingling sensations and I went out as if I was in a different space altogether, completely Myself and yet not myself. Feelings that you cannot explain. I went down, voicing my thoughts that I will return again and again and again. The goddess had me entirely entrapped in her beauty and her strength. 
and the ferocious stories of how she sat on this very strong animal with her arms holding the shank holding the spear power powerfully enabled to destroy evil i was on a high no i didn't ask for anything i never felt the need to there was nothing to ask i felt completely and totally fulfilled to the brim went very often paid my respects and never asked for anything once i remember the same friend was in a hospital in delhi and uh, for a surgery the surgery went off very well and as usual guess what i did in the army hospital i insisted that i will go to west and everyone said no you can't how can you there's no one to go with you you know there was a 13 year old fellow one of the nephews but not wanting to come he was dispatched to go with me i think it was the quickest trip that anyone has made from delhi to vishnu devi in that we got into a bus at 9 reached katra immediately ran up i was young ran up and reached the top and history repeated itself the nephew of my friend like her said i'm not coming in i said okay now by then things had become very modern there was an in route and there was an out and there were lines and lines of people and there's no way i could have made it back to delhi so the earlier time i had told ma listen i might be having my periods but you're a woman and you can understand and not only that i don't know whether i'll be able to come back here so now that i'm here i'm coming to visit you what is the story this time <laughs> the story this time was that i bought the entire thal the coconut and everything and i went running to the exit gate where people were coming out from the shrine and i told the soldier there that guess what my relatives are inside and they've forgotten to take this so i have to go and i must give it to them and you can see that line i cannot follow them in so please let me go from the exit i'll be able to quickly catch them in the shrine and give it see the bottom line is that even these ideas i feel come from a higher power she wanted me to come she had called me and she was giving me the ways and means of uh, getting over the loopholes or jugaad karke going in call it what you will but the fact of the matter is the earnestness with which i spoke and of course during school days i think i mentioned that i wanted to <laughs> run away to bombay <laughs> to join al kasi's drama school I did a great job. He let me in. I went in, handed over the thali from the wrong side, 
did my prayers of passing little little notes and little little coins and coming out we ran down jumped into a bus and the next day we were back in delhi of course not forgetting that every time i've gone to vaishnu devi the phenomenally tasty food the rajma <laughs> the prasad everything is great so that was my second time what was the next time after that vaishnu devi amata amma as i call her we had a wonderful relationship and she kept calling me at will and i kept going regardless and then my aunt fell sick we were in london and uh, my parents and my sister had come to visit us my husband and i were posted my husband was posted we got to know that she had been diagnosed with leukemia my parents immediately left with my sister and uh, i followed to the command hospital i went to india on the 25th of december having uh, spent the afternoon with the christmas meal at my husband's aunt's house in ealing spent his birthday and our wedding anniversary 82 1982 and i came to on the plane we had a wonderful christmas meal turkey yorkshire pudding etc and uh, we had even santa claus intermittently walking through the aisle laughing and saying ho 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 i went to pune my aunt was rather unwell she needed many hundreds of bottles of blood and then i decided that i am going to go to vaishnu so i went i insisted as usual that i want to go and for the first time when i went to vaishnu devi i asked i've never asked i used to just go visit feel elated feel spiritually on a high never occurred to me that people go and ask demand cajole blackmail we will do this if you do this we will do that no i just went to pay my respects and to fill in my senses with the beauty of the shrine and the mountains the valleys the greenery all the elements and all its glory i went and i demanded well actually i didn't demand but i pleaded i cajoled i begged that the life of my aunt who was only 5 years older than me be saved and with deep humility and tears in my eyes i left and came back to india to pune and i had to go back to england so i left on the 28th and uh, she passed on the 6th of march i was there till the 28th of feb i came away and i must tell you this in my bedroom 
I had a little shrine where the statue, the brass statue of Vishnu Devi, astride on her four-legged ferocious animal, with the spear in her hand, was there. And one day, this Britisher came, and while he was passing, he glanced at my shrine, and he said, "What is that?" And I took the statue and I showed it to him and I said, I believe in her. I believe in a lot of gods and goddesses, but I have an affinity, a special affinity for her. And she's called Vaishnavi. So he said, aha, now I know. I said, what do you know? He said, now I know why you have this persona and why this aggression can come through. And I said, oh my God, just because a woman is talking her mind or is herself, the men think that she's aggressive and they actually think the reason for her aggression is her belief in a goddess who sits on a ferocious looking tiger. Ma didn't leave me. She called me to her shrine where I nearly went up in flames. But we keep that fiery story for the next time. There are a couple of more incidents that Ma and I have shared and I would love to share them with my beloved audience. I started by saying that the divinity in me bows down to the divinity in all of you. And I end with the same Namaste. I Embrace isn't just about my journey of conquering cancer. It's about embracing life in all its entanglement and beauty. Remember, in this journey of life, you are never alone. And I need to thank you for becoming a part of this inspiring journey. Thank you for joining me today on I Embrace and my heartfelt wishes. Stay resilient, stay positive, and most importantly, keep embracing life in all its glory.